This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 95. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 95. I'm Will, and here with me is a cute little dog creature with futuristic rings around its antennas, Scott. Yerp, yerp. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good you had that ready. That is what he would say. <laughs> and with him is the most fearsome Alagon in the lake, Rebecca. They don't really make noises. Chomp, chomp. There we go. Chomp. Imagine her teeth. They're very sharp and such. It's not really, there's not an onomatopoeia associated with that. Hi. <laughs> Just hang your mouth open and make a long guttural growl. Growl? They're just chomping in the wilderness. Leave them alone. They're, they're gentle creatures, as we will learn. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today we're reviewing episode 129 of He-Man, To Save the Creatures. The original air date for this episode was December 7th, 1984. And in this episode, Adam, Tila, and Orko visit the Animal Sanctuary on King Randor's birthday. And Beastman shows up to cause some trouble. Skeletor, I'm ready. Well, it took you long enough. Remain there until the device is tested. Yes, Skeletor. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. We had to do this episode because it sounded like Beastman is at the zoo. I mean... Which is kind of what it was. he He gets kicked off the team and they get a new guy. I've always liked episodes where they get a new guy and then um, a lot of Skeletor um, banter. That's why I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, know, there just, was just, just, uh, Skeletor banter is good. There, he had a lot. Yeah, Skeletor was wide open this time for sure. <laughs> that, that's true. And I know what you were about to say too, Rebecca. I was like, that's kind of what this episode was about. I mean, I wrote the summary for this before I had uh, watched it. And I was looking at other summaries people had written, and so there's a there's this this gets pretty dense. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> the it's, episode, it's, yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot of proper nouns, also animal names. The problem is that the Elodons are in the Garks territory, and they don't know how to get out without fighting. One thing we do know happens this episode is that they go to the zoo. Scott, you go to the zoo all the time with your family. Yeah, because you, you buy the extended zoo pass and then you get to feed the giraffes and everything else every time you go, you know, and it that's like super expensive. You get you feed the giraffes like four times and you you paid for the, the, the <laughs> special experience already. Uh, this giraffe feeding pays for itself. Yeah. And you're and then your children start to sound spoiled. Like we're tired of feeding the giraffes. <laughs> Well, it was great because they, they, they do stuff during the winter, too. They had, like, a snowball launcher, and they had, like, a... Um, <laughs> That's not like the zoo. That's what I expect from a zoo. <laughs> exactly. It's like... What they, about they, wildlife? They want, uh, what is it? It was like a, it was like a tube ride, like a, like a sled mm-hmm. thing. It was like an ice chute, and uh, 
we we had our own special line and everything. <laughs> like really? it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, this is happening right now. Like, and we're like cutting in front of like at least forty people. And I'm like, I kind of feel bad almost. Like, oh, this because of the it? special pass you have that makes yeah, you a special, special person. And it wasn't like that expensive. Like for mm-hmm. all this stuff that you get, and like. Then my kids are like running up and running back, and literally like three people have went, and then my kids go again, and I'm like, it kind of right, looks like your kids are like a prince and princess Lannister, and they get to get in front of all the common children. It's like the, the Dauphin would like to ride once more. Uh, he did. Everyone clap. He did a great job. No one's ever read this ride the, that well before. Yeah, so that's our zoo experience. No, I I I, I love the zoo. It's it's great. Um, Would you like to ride the rhinoceros? <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite animal? Uh, my favorite animal, I would say. See, Scott loves the zoo. He just can't. He just. <laughs> I, 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 our polar bears at the zoo are really cool. Uh, I really would like the uh, the tigers to have a better area because I really mm. like the tiger. But yeah, I think in, in our zoo, the polar bears are the best. Just because they have like an underwater thing where you can see them dive in. And then they have above the water thing where they can kind of like play around and stuff like that. Tigers only have like a PlayStation 2. They need a a better better environment. And I've also slept over at the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Your past entitles you to sleep. That one was off the record. So so they they have special things. I can't sleep without a penguin. (laughs) <laughs> a pangolin. <laughs> I need a pangolin, yeah. And a yeah. penguin. Yes. <laughs> Pangolins are great. One under each arm. Um, <laughs> one of each. Yeah, so the so the our zoo has their their sleepovers and they're like um they they're usually for like kids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And like two or three years ago they started actually having for adults. Mm-hmm. So we actually um they launched they had a new new aquarium and everything else. And we actually slept in the aquarium, but they had like nighttime activities to where we went and visited behind the scenes things. So we went and visited like the seals, which the seals are really cool. I also like the seals because they're like little dogs and they have big doe eyes and stuff. And then uh, we went to go visit the giraffes and then slept at the thing. And then we went in the morning and went into the elephant exhibit. And I, uh, I don't know why. It, I shoveled elephant poop and it was fun. <laughs> Great. It was fun. Ah, uh, yeah, it's one of the perks of membership. <laughs> Come and do work. Uh, yeah. So here's another so, perk: clean the human bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you like? Where do you sleep? What kind of lodging? It was a tent. They they had tents for for in in the actual aquarium. So literally, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to the aquarium. Yeah, yeah. There's the the big tank. We, I literally had the door open to the big tank, and you could see out into the big tank and there was you yeah went to sleep. Oh, that's fun it was on cots it wasn't wonderful sleep but it was a it was a great for i think it was like a, a hundred bucks or whatever and per person it wasn't terrible for all the stuff that you got it was amazing it's better lodgings than what they had at the fire festival <laughs> or bad the, the orangutans watching is like try sleeping on dirt <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty awesome. I love when zoos try to I- expand their brands. Like, animals aren't good enough. We're also doing a snowball launcher and a uh, concert series. Yeah, got to do the concert. <laughs> so see the, see the orangutan, then come see Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go see Ringo Starr at the zoo. Me too. We probably should have done that. We? 
I, th- I think it was, I, th- I don't know. It was kind of pricey. It probably was. Yeah. It'd be like, you already got enough money, Ringo Starr. <laughs> we just need to see you before you go to the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> what they need to do is they need to teach the orangutan how to play Ringo Starr songs. And then have him do that. Oh, and he would definitely play Big Bad Boogaloo. That'd be yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, I assume. <laughs> Since you did ask Scott, and Will, you're not answering. My favorite animal at the zoo. I, I love all, every primate exhibit. Like, I really do. And, and every time you can get close to, like, a gorilla in the enclosure, it's always just mind-blowing. Because uh. I'm like, you're a dude. This is weird. What are we doing here? And it makes me question the whole thing of the zoo. And I'm like... Which one of us is really captive? Yeah, I mean it's you, I, but then I, also I. So I, I that, that's why I don't say that. I, I really like the gorillas a lot, but I have a hard time going to see them. Uh-huh. It is weird because it's it's hard. It uh, for just I don't know why it's just the gorillas. It's just weird. I don't know. They're so they look real like sad. Us. I mean, they have, that's you spend a little time watching them, and you will feel some feelings about about life. It's interesting. But if you haven't been in the zoo recently, we just had a gorilla <laughs> baby more recently, and the baby's cute as all. What'd they name it? I don't, I don't remember. They named it Scott. You heard the pass <laughs> that he bought. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's a naming gorilla pass. You gotta get it all. <laughs> You get to name the gorilla's firstborn child <laughs> if you get that pass. Hey. I'm sure if you gave like a million dollars or something, I'm sure they'd they let probably you name. Let you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, they'd, they'd have a contest, but then be like, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, like, do we have to name this gorilla Steve? What a great day for a birthday party. Yeah. When King Rander has a birthday party, everybody celebrates. Oh, I love parties. So this episode, if it's not going to be crazy enough, we don't start quite at the zoo yet. We start at a birthday party inside uh, the palace for uh, King Randor. And we get probably the best painting shot we've ever gotten of Eternos, right? Like it's this huge, huge pan that goes over like the whole... The whole kingdom. It's like the best they can do for like a Game of Thrones thing for <laughs> Eternia. And there's like lots of little tiny people you can see in the palace with uh, balloons and stuff. And it was actually kind of nice to see because one of the jokes we used to, running jokes we used to have is about how desolate Eternia <laughs> used to seem. <laughs> so it was nice seeing some people in there. Well, and the baker was in it too. Oh, you saw a baker? Well, what's baker? his name? Yeah, the the big guy. The... Mock? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The baker, the baker guy that... Uh... Yeah. Does, does Skeletor change into him? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ross, he, he was a he, real he, person. He, yeah, he was pushing. He was pushing a cake. Oh, funny. In the, in okay. Yeah. Uh, and we and we get right into it. Uh, Tila and Adam and Orko are hanging out with this little kid named Ricky, and <sighs> and, and Tila's like, like, hey, Ricky, are you glad that uh, you know, King Randor is about to give an award to your parents who run the animal sanctuary? He's like, I guess. <laughs> He's like, not really. Like, <laughs> not really. So we see instantly that Ricky has a bad attitude. I, uh, first, I'm going to say I, I kind of liked Ricky, um, and we, we'll get into that. But all right, let's Ricky talk. Lover. Okay, let's talk about Ricky a little bit, so we we know what we're supposed to feel about him. Well, we're supposed to not like him. But we're also supposed to identify with him because we're bratty children watching this who who have to learn and grow, I guess. I just don't get why why they have to make every kid sound like they're like a whiny like It's funny. I, I mean, like it. I, it's it's kind of funny, but they do it for every kid. They really do. 
And you're like, you're like, this kid's kind of okay. Like, you don't need to make him that whiny. Like, you know, because my he, kids because, are. because <laughs> like, you know, because I mean, like they go and visit his dad and he seems, you know, he seems like a good kid. He's not like a, he's not like a, I'm going to steal your ex. Or <laughs> yeah. Not like one of those psychopaths <laughs> over in Etheria. <laughs> yeah. And then Ricky's going to have the opposite problem as the episode goes on, which is that Ricky solves every problem and is a wonder boy. And it's also annoying. <laughs> oh. It's supposed to be like wish fulfillment for the children watching it. Well, I, for, I for, could be good at animals. <laughs> I forget. The thing that made me like uh, Ricky is that he had a better look than the rest of Did them. He? he didn't look as sad. He kind of had like a Jetsons kind of uh, get okay, up. Okay. That's, fine he was wearing pants so i will say yeah that puts yeah him, he's already yeah he looked like a what what's uh johnny like uh, johnny quest type johnny quest type. a little yeah, bit yeah like this, with the nose and stuff like that i felt like well, this episode had a lot of um say like a 70s figures in it we'll, 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 get, yeah. we'll get we'll get into that it's a mixing of styles um Not as bad as the clown that's no, true that's true nothing yeah i was hoping we'd see see the clown <laughs> i'm glad that we didn't <laughs> don't you care about the sanctuary ricky i guess so but it's a lot of work taking care of all those animals <laughs> adds a lot more fun at parties <laughs> so there's all kind of crazy stuff going on here like ricky's there and he's got this weird little like uh uh puppy like future puppy looking thing with the antennas like it was the thing i was thinking about when i was trying to introduced scott earlier uh i don't i couldn't quite clear if uh ricky knows this animal or just saw it i think just saw it and uh tila tried to pet it and it growls a little bit ricky's like nah he's just hungry and they agreed they'll go take it to ricky's dad who runs the zoo or sanctuary or whatever so he picked him off off the street and he was trying to save him is what you're yes saying. yes yeah so ricky's dad there are some interesting character models in this episode because he looked unlike other people and he had a lot of face lines they don't normally have in the people you know in the show he looked real old and he had like the the, like the the distinct gray you know yeah he had the way the gray sideburns is that called something the gray temples or whatever yeah yeah yeah, and they're like, yeah. He would. They were, sort of had like a Reed Richards scientist thing going on for him. But they also gave him like uh, they couldn't think of a voice. So they did him like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's probably he's probably just hungry or needs to eat something or something. I guess. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> he was just a bit hungry, but uh, he he's got a full belly now. Um, and then uh, the sci- the scientist guy he he talks about how he's how Ricky was right and he's always been good with animals and. And, and they're like, is that right, Ricky? He's like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ricky, you can't even make conversation. Like, come on, kid. So I'm irritating. Give me a compliment here, jeez. Seriously, we're just trying to move things along, Ricky. We're not really interested in you, okay? Just, <laughs> just for social niceties. Let's just get through this, okay? Oh, Dad. Then somehow, uh, the the scientist Dad. I don't even remember if he has a name. I don't think he does. We'll call him Dad. Okay. Um, he, uh, he, he, he starts talking about how they've got some, uh, big tooth furlongs are loose and about in the area, some in the, in the blue Valley. And he's not sure how they'll round them up. And, uh, he, man, I mean, Adam, uh, uh, volunteers that they'll go pick them up. And he's like, sure, go take my son to catch, catch these dangerous animals. Why not? Yeah. And does the, the son start throwing a fit here because he doesn't want to care for the animals because he's going to miss Randor's awesome birthday. Oh, yeah, that's a running thing. Yeah, he he did it the first time when they before they left to take the animal. 
to there to that place. <laughs> yeah. And then he does it again, yeah, to go to get. He's the, constantly wanting to go back to that like, birthday no, party. It's like I don't think you understand what Randor's birthday party is going to be like. There's you know, no, King Randor is going to be there, right? It's going to be <laughs> lame. It's going to be lame like, as hell. They have like that ribbon thing where they go around the pole. I mean, that's pretty. Oh fun. yeah, they'll probably have a maypole. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's tons of excitement. I mean, yeah. There's not like a bounce house or anything. It's not like a McDonald's birthday party, Ricky. No. It's just Randor sitting around with his. Adult friends like drinking cocktails and chuckling. And just Ram Man in the bounce house, <laughs> which is just a house, and he's just bouncing in it. <laughs> Busting through walls yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Maybe he throws up. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make you cut, uh, people listening, we won't make you cut back and forth as much as this does, but we do uh, check in sometimes with Beast Man, who's been um, stationed in some trees to install these weird devices. Um, and I don't even know if they tell you exactly what they are yet, but uh, I think there's a couple of things going on. They've got some technology set up that is going to um, make animals angry and then one that digitizes animals to make them uh, disappear so they can be deployed in in other places. Yeah, I was trying to pay attention to the devices because, you know, I knew that we would be called upon to use proper nouns maybe yeah. at some point. Was, it, was there multiple devices? I mean, it was one They had device, multiple functions. But they did oh, okay, different okay, stuff. Okay. And I guess that's what, like, you know, the, the the there was the digitizer, which is like the computer or an, an app on the, on the computer. I don't know. Which may or may not have been related to the device. Right. But the device has made the animals angry yes. if, they, if Skeletor needs they them to. They emitted frequencies that somehow angered the animals. And so Beastman's been kicked out of the squad because mm -hmm. Skeletor has got this <laughs> new dude to do his animal bossing via computers. Who's definitely, who's decidedly less... Glamorous. You would not want his action figure. You would. You would really want his action you figure. You would want his action figure. <laughs> I don't think. Maddox. Maddox. Oh yeah. He he reminds me of uh, Igor, uh, from uh, Young Frankenstein uh -huh. or. Uh, What's the other one? It was from Scooby Doo, maybe, or something like that. Well, that's what I was. It definitely, he definitely has Scooby Doo vibe. We were talking about how they've got a lot of like. Do you feel, do you, do you feel like that voice you always do? That that would be a good voice for him. <laughs> well, we Sam, the, Sam, Princess Bride. Oh, oh Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. He would work wow. for him. Totally. He would off. work for him. Do you know Wallace Shawn was at Planet Comic Con? I, I did not know, that. know this year. He was like, I was like, well, I would have gone to see him. Whatever. You would have gone to see him. Like, like, do the voice. Do the voice. Now, why are you talking like me? <laughs> uh, so we should talk about Maddox. He's this. We're talking about how they sprinkled in these very normal-looking, just like '70s-looking people. Like they look like they're right out of Scooby-Doo or, or Johnny Quest or something. And this little guy, he's sort of like egg-shaped. He looked like a 70s comedian making a guest appearance on Scooby-Doo <laughs> or something. He he's yeah. like, not like Bob Newhart or or or, or uh, Rodney Dangerfield or uh, uh, or somebody like that. It was so weird. And he, and to, it's, like Scott was saying, his voice was sort of like a um, smug scientist kind of thing. And he had like this half-lidded thing going on. And he was wearing like 70s brown and orange clothes. Yeah, like he had like a bodysuit that had like full-length sleeves and legs, but then he had a tunic with a deep V over it, which is like, normally that'd be a smart look, but when you're dealing with mustard and burnt <laughs> orange, <laughs> not so much. 
The colors of a hot dog. <laughs> Not a good look. Perhaps I'll activate the digitizer for you, Skeletor. I did it. <laughs> yes, I did it. I did and it, it was also disturbing because his face was extra crinkly. So, it, like, he looked out of place. He but looked then, very out of place. It was also weird, though, because, like, you know, you see humanoid faces on Skeletor's team, like, when you're looking at Evil Lynn, but then you're looking at him, and he looks more beastly than the, than the <laughs> monsters do. It would be so funny if... Uh, uh, they had drawn him to look like somebody on the production team or something. He's like, <laughs> he'll be the biggest hit. All the children are going to love him. They're going to love Maddock. They're going <laughs> to put him in a two-pack with Skeletor. His best friend, Maddock. I feel that that explanation <laughs> makes a lot more sense than whatever the real one was. Uh, maybe he has some missiles or some hamburgers, which I like. He comes with hamburgers. And this is, it's insult <laughs> to injury anyway, because first of all, I didn't even know why they're... Why are they replacing Beastman? Is he doing so poorly at his one skill, which is to communicate with and boss the animals? He does pretty well with that. Why do they? I mean, apparently his skills transport him though. Pretty common. I mean, they buy they they could get Ricky if they needed that. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so so Manic is really gross. We'll just uh, he, but he's around, and we'll have to check in with him at his controls a lot. The point of checking in with him for the first time was to establish that this man is allowing Skeletor to control animals in the area and they're trying to gather up some, especially these fearsome Bluetooth furlongs so they can be used. And they think they're being um, sneaky and uh, that nobody's aware of their plans at this point. Yes. And they had to do a lot of new animations for this episode, so you can't really fault them for reusing the ones that they did. But I thought it was pretty funny because they reused the one of him working those controls like a whole lot. <laughs> well, so it just looks like he does not ever know what's happening with the computer. Like he's just like throwing levers back and forth, <laughs> like <laughs> like they're stilts for his arms. You and, gotta look uh, busy and productive. I mean, if you th if you look busy, then you're productive, right? It's true. That's the more keys you are pressing, the more yeah. work you are doing. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing. Like, stuff. If you're not doing, doing levers, stuff. what are you doing on that computer? You're like, there's only three buttons that work on this thing. We talked about the Sequest double keyboard. That is real work being done. Yeah, that's an actual keyboard, Will. <laughs> so Adam and Orko and Tila and Ricky have gone to capture these uh, blue on, furlongs Ricky. over in the Blue Valley. They find some tracks and Ricky's like, these are some blue furlong tracks. They've been here about nine or 12 hours ago. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> and they and they're clubs, so positive. Over the head. <laughs> Why are they being so positive with Ricky? Like, I feel like they're going out of their way to be like, that's really good, Ricky. Yeah, I could only imagine that like Ricky's dad must have paid Tila a sum of gold to be nice <laughs> to Ricky for like a day so he can just get some peace and enjoy his sanctuary or birthday party. Right, you got you to gotta, you gotta get him out of here. I mean, it's not helping the animals or anything. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, a woman. You know how to do it. You really do know a lot about the animals, don't you, Ricky? Uh, I guess so. Come on! Yeah, so he, he becomes He-Man because they encounter some... Monkeys. Yes, which they call chipperillas. Yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be the happiest, giggliest animals in the land, but for some reason, they are peeved, and they start hucking rocks and stuff, and He-Man's like, monkeys, gotta turn into He-Man. I, I was like, is this the pettiest <laughs> reason he's ever turned I into he I think so. He's like, those those small chimpanzees are throwing rocks at us, and the rocks are about the size of a golf ball. If he we getting, might get a performance review they go down the list of reasons to turn into He-Man like Skeletor God-sized being uh, Triclops monkeys 
Yeah. Like monkeys. monkeys is pretty far down. Monkeys small, in the canyon, monkeys. eh? Monkeys the sizes of like, I mean, it's not like gorillas or anything. They're like spider monkeys or something. Yeah, they're pretty little, little monkeys. monkeys. Oh, oh, look, it's He-Man. I, I don't know about you guys, but the pacing of this episode, I feel like they spent so long before the team was able to troubleshoot the actual problem. So I just feel like they spent like eight or nine minutes in this terrible purgatory where animals are going wild and Ricky is helpfully saying an animal fact. (laughs) And it happened like, it feels like it happened a million times and I lived a thousand lifetimes while it was happening. It could not be more boring. (laughs) Like enough already. And I kept wondering what He-Man thought he was going to do by turning into He-Man. Like, well, He-Man now, now I can kill those monkeys. (laughs) What was his plan? What was He-Man going to do for those monkeys if it was not violent? I feel that they were threatening that a large rock was going to collapse, but then it didn't really happen. Yeah. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, he struck it with a sword and saved uh, one of the monkeys. And then when the rubble fell, uh, He-Man also had another smug science fact that he's been having lately. And he says something like, now you'll be dry when the rains come. It's like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? There, not only are you safe, but you'll be dry when the rains come. You know what? I figure out all his facts have uh, been uh, weather science related, I think, that we've seen. They all have to do with like lightning and precipitation. I think he's just really into weather. That's like his secret dream is he just wants to be a meteorologist and he can never live it out because he has to be He-Man. <laughs> Isn't that kind of sad? So uh, the next thing that happens is that uh, Maddox summons crawlers, like little snakes. Yeah, they have to keep He-Man and them, and them busy. Uh, Orko accidentally duplicates some. Yeah, what is with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't think that was fair. His spell sounded like it should have worked. Yeah. Of all the spells he's done, that, that, yeah. I needed to hear a flub in there to explain it. I think he did the spell fine. Yeah, he said, like, he didn't say replicate, he said something else. Crawlers, crawlers, please don't stay. Come again some other day. Uh, then He-Man does some more science. He stabs his sword in the ground and then boings it to make vibrations. Then, like, kind of, like, shapes the vibrations with his hand or something. <laughs> it was pretty creative. Well, that, that, that was because of Ricky. Yeah, because R- Ricky, Ricky, oh, Ricky, Ricky had the facts. Yeah, yeah. R- yeah, Ricky knows all the facts. They, his dad must have had a talk with him because I feel like this was the point when they went most out of their way to help Ricky's self-esteem. Like, when they were done, they, everybody was like, that's pretty sharp, He-Man, pretty good job. It was Ricky's idea. Thank <laughs> Ricky. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, Ricky, very good job. I guess I did do pretty good. Do you think that, like, Ricky was secretly dying? And then it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> just make him feel special. He's dying, but he's very annoying still. He I needs to go on an adventure with He-Man. Can you just have, like, a bunch of different animals? They're well-trained. Uh... It's like, he's my son, but he annoys me, and he's dying, and I'm sad about it. Really, I'm sad. That's the line. But can you just take him out and get him out of my hair for five hours, please? (laughs) Just give him some chimborillas or something. (laughs) No, Ricky, we did it. No one but you would have known that they don't like high-frequency sounds. I'm glad it was helpful. Thank you. No, thank you, Ricky. Well, we'd better get back to the sanctuary before Skeletor thinks of something like more mischief. And then we find out that uh, Maddox has been funded by Ricky's dad. <laughs> um, so here, here we see a little bit more about the technology. The digitizer 
so he can zoop the animals away and save them onto the digitizer is what happens. And it, it's tape storage because Skeletor re- refers to it as a tape. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't miss that. That's funny. So I love that because that means that, like, you know, like, <laughs> says we, we have animals on cassette tapes as we do. Or like an eight track. You know, like, what kind of animal can you store in an 8-track? It's like, I got these three wolves and I'm a Pink Floyd 8-track. Yeah, like, I was about to say, You know, yeah. like, it was just kind of funny that it was a computer yet. I don't so, know if you can call something a digitizer if you're saving it in an analog that's medium. That's true. I'm that's just true. saying. <laughs> Again, I'm no He-Man scientist. You're no Matic. <laughs> <laughs> Matic warps all these fearsome hell beasts into the middle of Randor's lame birthday party. These are the blue furlongs. And they're like they're like blue jaguars with uh forked with, with like a devil tails and they're snarling and stuff. Well they have a horn too, don't they? Yeah, they have a horn, yeah. Yeah. I was just I feed was, them. They'll be happy, right? Yeah. Is that, that's, is that what he said? That's what I learned about them. That's what Ricky said. Well Ricky, listen to Ricky. Ricky is our Lord and Master. <laughs> <laughs> Today's Ricky's day. It's not Randor's birthday. It's Ricky's birthday. This is his last birthday. Because I'm going to kill him. Um, <laughs> I am sad that we interrupted Randor's birthday party. Because when we got to actually see... There's always a the... sacrifice on, on Randor's birthday. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. I never get to have a good birthday. It's Ricky's turn. I think it was all a ploy for... Ra- Randor wanted He-Man to show up at his birthday like all kids did in the 80s. He's like, we've got to have a crisis to get He-Man. My birthday's so he gonna be, paid. Yeah, my birthday's always lame. We're having He-Man at my <laughs> birthday party. Well, I, and then, like, it, it made a whole point that the Skeletor every year messed up his birthday. <laughs> That's like, so like, petty like, and hilarious. <laughs> like, like after, like, funny. the second or third year, you're like, all right, we're just going to say we're going to do it that day, but actually do a week before. And then, and then Skeletor won't bother us. Yeah, you'd think they would have figured that out by now in Randor's, like, 60 years of being alive. <laughs> but I guess not. He's not a brilliant king. 60 ruined birthdays! <laughs> <laughs> Randor's having more fun than me! <laughs> I do love... That. He did say that. That was one of his great rants, which was hilarious. Like, why is he having a good time and I'm having a terrible time? It was something like that. I loved it. I loved Skeletor's rants. It was very funny. Why should he be having a good time when I'm having a terrible time? I'm very surprised that you didn't freak out about this, Will, because when they showed Randor's <clears throat> birthday party right before it was getting ruined, it just looked like he had the artiest weirdo friends just sitting around <laughs> a table. There's like a green alien guy and then like oh. a lady with like a triangle hair and like a headpiece or that whatever. That sounds great. Yeah, his friends were like very arty. They were like uh, uh, the friends of Lydia Dietz and Beetlejuice yeah, yeah. and they come to the dinner party. Like Randor's friends are all like that. That's so funny. That makes so much more sense that he would have those kinds of friends. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. I would have loved to see his weird friends. Yeah, you must have, you must have been looking down. How funny. I was going to say something, but then... He makes know. much more sense to me thinking about that. That's so funny. He seems misplaced. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. were. It was a good group. I was like, I want to hang out with they them. They were just, they were just sitting there, like talking about hors d'oeuvres. They're like, oh, that mushroom stuffed mushroom wasn't that good. Yeah, Mar- Marlena must hate them. <laughs> so we're like two thirds into the episode at this point before they finally get to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on uh, with the uh, frequencies being targeted to the animals, mm-hmm. making them wild. And I'm like, that just took too long. 
It's like, but we had to show Ricky some fun stuff. <laughs> Ricky also had the idea for how to solve the furlong crisis. He wants to herd them through the sanctuary gate. And uh, we check in with the team when they're, they're ready to implement this plan. And uh, Duncan shows up briefly and he's made a tracking device while he, you know, in the two minutes he's heard about this. I totally miss Duncan. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know, tracking device. You can find the ray. Duncan probably hates Ricky too. And he was just like hiding out in his lab. <laughs> if he was my son, <laughs> he'd behave. Well, he would act like a bird, obviously. <laughs> I got really annoyed. Behave like a bird. <laughs> I got really annoyed. It's not very bird-like behavior going on. <laughs> I got super annoyed. Bird up. Bird yes, up. Yes. Sorry. I got very annoyed when they kept, um, like, when Ricky had to be so helpful. You just mentioned, like, the gate that they, you know, herded the furlongs through the gates. And Ricky was, like, doing the controls of the gates. I'm like, how do you know how to operate palace gates, Ricky? You are a child. <laughs> it just annoyed me. Like, you just learned all the controls and everything. Uh, well, apparently it's pretty easy. I mean, you saw Maddox. He's just, you just pull on things. It's, con it's all confidence. I guess so. Well, I would just imagine those palace guards would have been very insulted. It takes years to learn those three buttons. On all the control it panels. Does. <laughs> the only person in town who can do it. I suppose you know how to press red, yellow, or blue. Hooray! You! Oh, I mean, we did it! Well, the animal's angry behavior is caused by some kind of ray, and, and it's, it seems to come from the animal shelter itself. Is there some way to trace it? This is where, so now He-Man is out there, you know, to track the device, Sizz. And he finds them with some help from Beast Man, <laughs> who does not want Maddox's plan to succeed because he doesn't want to be replaced, which is a hole that they very much should have thought about. <laughs> and Beast Man would be out there sabotaging their stupid plan. Yeah. Yeah, Beast Man like, does like a psst behind a tree, and then he uh, just po points to the device for He-Man and, and then just casually walks away into the sunset. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you think he... What if he chased him, like... <laughs> but he didn't, did he even think about that, or is just like whatever? He's like he'll he'll go for the device. He won't go for me. He just kick him in the mud. Yeah. Psst. He man looking for something. And Beast Man is rooting for He Man to destroy it, which he does. Skeletor is irate and just running hot and wide open, and he uh. And then, uh, oh, I, this is where Beastman was going. Beastman also walked over to the collector ship like he had nothing to do with the destruction of those devices. He's like, well, I'm here if you uh, need any help. And Skeletor asked him to uh, uh, drive the ship and, and, and to, uh, to lift off. It's good to feel needed again. And then as the uh, collector ship is, is uh, uh, dri driving off, he man grabs some uh, bees and one of the devices that angrifies animals and launches them both at the ship. And a hive of angrified bees is loose inside the cabin of that ship. Uh, they could have all died, everybody on that ship with the angry bees. I assume that they are, are very dangerous, whatever bees they would have in Eternia. I have my EpiPen! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what if any of them were allergic? Any more allergic? It's they're all done. He man was not thinking about that. Yeah, could, 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 could you imagine Skeletor like skeleton uh, puffed up because he's got bitten by so many <laughs> he bees? He had an allergic <laughs> reaction. <laughs> it's like a marshmallow. You're like, I don't think that. I don't think bones puff up, but you know, you look kind of bad. What was 
the catastrophe that made Orko say something and then Ricky go, calm down, Orko. Because I was like, you did not just say calm down to Orko. He's a knight. I know. You were a little boy. Don't you talk to him that way. man, where are you? Calm down, Orko. These animals don't really want to fight. Tell them that. Well, they had a... Uh, it was sort of odd because in any normal story structure, this should have been the very end with this resolve, but they had this dangling issue where uh, the team was still hanging out with some angry mastodons and alligators, and um, so they have to drive them away, and Ricky figures out that one of the mastodons is an old friend of his who used to like to hear him whistle. And so Ricky does some whistling and leads the elephants away, which lets the alligators calm down. And, and they get the whole thing, the yeah. whole thing sussed out. Ricky's yeah, a yeah, hero they, again. They, they, they didn't show that part where the, where the mastodon stomped on the alligators. <laughs> <laughs> they just took care of that. See you later, friend. So they've, they've helped Ricky reconnect uh, with the animals mm-hmm. by the Let's end. Let's throw Ricky a parade. We love Ricky. Good old Ricky. <laughs> and then and then Ricky doesn't want to go back to the party. He wants to he wants to stay with his friends, the animals who are his family. <laughs> he man he man has that weird extra thing he says that he he said we're all one family. So what have we missed? What have we missed? Like everybody's really into helping Ricky's self-esteem and the we're all one family thing. I feel like there was a whole, I feel like there was stuff missing that got cut. This I is, think there was a lot of stuff that got cut. They edited this episode down clearly. They yeah, did. I would agree with some of those. Uh, yeah. And they're like, towards the end there it was kind of. Randor, shocking. where did you get that ermine fur for your <laughs> collar? Like not from an animal. Well, I guess you did. Good work, Ricky. You did it. Yeah. The Elodons will be fine now that they're back in their own territory. Well, Tila, you seem to have calmed things down. You mean Ricky did? Well, the animals were in trouble, and, well, I had to help them. They're my friends. Well, you know, Ricky, there's still time to get you back to the party. No. I want to see how my friends are. The Elodons, the Furlons, even the Crawlers. I guess they are part of my family. You know something, Ricky? We're all one big family. No, uh, yeah, no, it was weird. And I think, well, the proof of this is the fact that we don't get a moral. We just get an extra speech sort of tacked on from their little denouement. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Ricky says all this stuff about how he has a good attitude now, but he had to like grow up a little bit over the course of the episode. And it was kind of immoral, but it wasn't really. So I think it was, yeah, they just had a whole bunch of stuff and they were like, just use some of that garbage. <laughs> well, he said, he, he also says about, you know, any anything worth having, you have to work hard for. Oh, yeah. And then he may, with, also talking about how we probably missed something, he may also say something strange. He says something like, it's hard to grow up. It's like, what happened, he man? What is going on? Growing up isn't easy, Ricky. Not for anyone. So Will loves Ricky. And he wants to give this episode a perfect five. I did think it was pretty good. Oh no! It was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty wild, and especially there was since no you, circus episode. Well, especially si- since you told me about uh, Randor's artsy friends. Uh, maybe my imagination is making that a lot better than it was. But <laughs> no, um, it was good. You got to go back and uh, look at them. I think Ricky was fine. 
I mean, I and Skeletor was in rare, rare form. He was um, good in this. One. I am, I am completely flummoxed by the introduction of a uh, strange, uh, normal-looking Scooby-Doo '70s dad characters. Uh, I would say it was good, or like we were just talking about with the She-Ra episode, didn't honor the world in quite the same way. But on its own terms, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, I'm gonna go uh, four point. Five Alagons. I really enjoyed this one. It was insane. I mean, the story structure was crazy. Let's go 4.3. Let's go 4.3 Alagons. <laughs> okay. Scott? I really did enjoy this uh, with all the characters and stuff like that. And like like, like the, the controlling and the, the, well, like I said before, with the with the banter, uh, the Skeletor banter was just wonderful. And we haven't done a lot of Skeletor episodes, at right. least in the, the last ones that we've done. Um, so I felt like that was a good, this was a good one to, to do because of all, it was like, it was like a lot. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with like Beastman trying to get back at them and stuff like that and trying to get back at the other guy. That was good. So I would give it a uh, 4.5. Elegons. Elegons. 4.5 I hate Ricky. I hate him. I hate him Because so you were much. jealous of his beast control powers they're training him to be a heroic warrior probably they want their own beast man well that would be pretty great there they are oh yeah yeah they're pretty great yeah i I like his artsy friends so i hate ricky (laughs) but i did love skeletor's rants and i did like randor's artsy friends so i'm just gonna go like 4.0 Okay. But I hated Ricky. I, I hate him now. He was better than all the no, other kids. No, he wasn't. And they made him feel too special. At least he had powers. He didn't. Mm. He just, like, learned some basic animal facts. At least he had pants. Touche. <laughs> 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 pants. That's our show for today. The next time we talk, we'll actually be in Curl Holler. Season 2 of our scripted Halloween series will be released October 1st this year. You can get caught up if you want to. The whole first season and the Christmas special are um, available in this feed. Um, We'll probably have some more news about um, how we're going to share the show. You know, we may even break it out to a separate podcast or something. We're working on it now, but we're really excited about it. And um, we'll uh, keep you up to speed as we're working on it. Yes. Get into Halloween now. Summertime is summertime is July. July you can get into Halloween. It's totally acceptable to be ready for Halloween in the summer because summer is stupid and the sun is hot and you get real tired of going outside and mowing your grass. (laughs) If you'd like to follow along with the show, (laughs) you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Ah, and if you have any questions, comments, or animal questions for us to discuss. Uh, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, if you get the zoo pass that Scott has, you get to go on your own safari tour with He-Man.
There, not only are you safe, but you'll be dry when the rains come.